What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Dave, and today I have the privilege of hanging out with my buddy Jake, Jake Salazar, who is a Marine Corps veteran now, uh, reservist now. He's a captain, comm officer, who is also a member of the Mastermind, the War Room Mastermind, and a syndication apartment investor. And uh, we've gotten to hang out quite a bit over the last, well, not in person yet. Actually, no, no, we have once, right? Seven figure flipping. Hacking live, um, but yep. a lot on virtual hangouts, uh, office hours, group calls with the mastermind. We talk pretty close to weekly, I'd imagine. And uh, you know, I just enjoy talking to him here and there about apartments and what he's got going on, and uh, seeing the work that he's put in over the last year as he's getting out of the military to really take this thing full steam. And they've actually got quite a few properties that they've either purchased or put under contract over the last few months. It's been really fun to watch the growth and so we thought it'd be fun to get him on the show and tell his story so jake welcome up on brother yeah thanks man welcome to the military millionaire podcast where we teach service members veterans and their families how to build wealth through personal finance entrepreneurship and real estate investing i'm your host david Perret, and together with my co-host alex felice we're here to be your no bs guides along the most important mission you'll ever embark on your finances. Vehicle one, you're clear to depart friendly lines. Roger, Vic one, Oscar Mike. What's up, guys? Today, I want to give you a quick shout out from our sponsor, me, and the No BS Guide to Military Life. So, I just wanted to touch on this real quick because I don't mention this book enough, uh, and I'm not necessarily trying to sell it to you. You can go download the book for free on my website. There'll be a pop-up that shows up and says, hey, join our email list. You can get the book for free, PDF, boom. Uh, you can also order the hard copy. I'm a fan of how the hardcover came out. I think it came out really nice in the soft cover. But this book was written for anybody, uh, military veteran alike, who wants to learn about how to build wealth using military benefits and uh, military uh, just opportunities to your advantage. But I will say that it was definitely written with the idea of somebody who is just joining the military. And it kind of goes chronologically through what I think would most benefit you learning at an early age, like your thrift savings plan, all the way up through VA loan, building wealth with real estate, and then personal finance, entrepreneurship, uh, personal development, growth, the journaling goals, uh, and transitioning out of the military, right? This was everything I learned while I was deciding whether to stay in, go reserves, get out. Uh, I went reserves. And so this book is uh, written with you in mind. It's not a sales push. It's an actual like 250, 260 page book that is here to help you as a service member veteran learn how to build wealth. So go check it out. You can download it for free or go to Amazon or go to FromMilitaryToMillionaire.com slash book. I hope it helps. Let me know. Why don't you, uh, let's, let's hear the backstory. How'd you, uh, how'd you go from, uh, you know, active duty Marine to, you know, a fellow bearded nasty reservist who's uh swinging the apartment deals yeah uh kind of an interesting story um so i tra i was moving jobs right so i went from 112 i was the comm officer over there 112 beautiful hawaii and uh and then i knew i was gonna be like maybe a couple years after that and i was getting out so i decided I needed to look for something else to do. I kind of wanted to be more self-employed. I found real estate, um, found Rich Dad, Poor Dad, started reading that. Uh, typical, you know, book that everybody starts reading. 
And then uh, I moved to a place called beautiful 29 Palms, California. Uh, I was I was out there as a uh, as a coyote, so I was putting on those you know those big service level training exercises. And uh, right down the road from me happened to be another war room member named Adam Whitney, and we went on an exercise together, and we're we're hanging out, sleeping in the same Humvee uh, for for about five days. Um, this was probably what? When was that? That was twenty, very beginning of, uh, or very end of twenty twenty. Is that right? No. no, very beginning, very beginning of twenty twenty one, and uh, I saw like some stickers on his water bottles, like, "Oh, this guy does uh, real estate," and I didn't really talk to him about it, which I, I thought, man, that was really dumb of me. Um, so. Uh, luckily we got paired up again in the next, on like the next exercise we were, we were paired up, uh, again. So, uh, this time we were actually no kidding, like in the same Humvee sleeping, the like right next to each other in the, in the bed of the truck. And, uh, and he had his laptop with him and he started talking more about real estate. And, uh, I was like, Hey, I'm, I've been studying real estate for like, nine months and like i'm trying to figure out how to take action so he starts telling me about what he's doing and adam is a he's a big wholesaler he'll tell you he's a marketing guy which is true but he uh he started like telling me all the stuff he's doing and the numbers he was throwing out to me it blew my mind expanded my horizon like infinitely like he's he's talking about calling ten thousand people uh, I don't know what his cadence was at the time, but it, I think he said like 10,000 people a month or something like that. Maybe it was a week. I can't remember. And then he's, then he was telling me, um, you know, he's putting these houses under contract, how he's doing the wholesale and stuff like that. And he's going through like two houses a week. I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like hoping for one house, you know, a year maybe. Or yeah. every duty station, you know, <laughs> that like that was my understanding of how real estate worked. And then, uh, so he introduced me to this uh, this uh, other other war room member, Bill Allen, who runs Seven Figure Flipping. Um, and uh, I started, you know, looking at their content. First, I joined your mastermind because he told me to do that, and he said, "Hey, you need to go join the war room." And I said, "All right." So I joined the war room like, like, right after that. Maybe it was like a day or two later. He's like, "Go join the war room," and I was like, "Okay." So after the after the exercise, I, I give you the email and, and then got into the war room. That was, and then that was awesome because I started just meeting with all sorts of people, right? Like immediately, and then I uh, decided from like that exposure where I wanted to niche down. And for me, it was multifamily. And uh, be I wanted to do multifamily because I grew up in sports. I've done sports my whole life. Uh, Marine Corps, you know, is yep. kind of a team sport too. So I thought, you know, this fits what I like to do. Uh, I like to work with a lot of other people. I'm good at, you know, kind of maybe a more of an integrator type of dude. Um, so I, I work well with, uh, you know, a good group of people. I, I can, 
get a lot more done that way anyways. Um, so I thought, okay, I'm going to focus on multifamily. So I joined uh, Seven Figure Multifamily. I started uh, getting all the resources, materials, started consuming their knowledge. Uh, at the same time, consuming the war rooms knowledge and and uh, you know talking to different people, and uh, out of that, I I <clears throat> I got some. Uh, I started just taking a ton of action. Started sending out letters. Started sending out you know um, you know diving into different MSAs, different markets, and um, I came across a. a group of individuals I started I started helping out um, so one of the biggest things I, I did to get really started was I started just giving uh, time and expertise to to other individuals in, in the masterminds so if somebody needed something I figured out uh, how I could be of value to them and one of the one of the things was I had a paid subscription called CoStar, and I started, uh, you know, pulling CoStar reports and everything, all that stuff, and started feeding it to different people so they can get a good, accurate description of their market, cap rates, uh, rentals, you know, what, what's going on because it, it's, a, it's a great CoStar is a great tool to figure out what's going on in any given market, and. Uh, and so I started feeding that to people. I started help underwriting some deals because I started getting good at that. And then because um, I was doing that all the time. And then, you know, out of, out of that, I, I met some, three other guys that we went, uh, we went on in on our apartment together. Uh, it was a 52-unit um, in North Carolina. And, uh, you know, from that partnership and being part of that deal, I was able to start raising funds start raising money and uh i was able to you know raise about five hundred thousand for my first deal for that for that so i uh figured out hey i'm not that bad at capital raising um and i can do these other things too and then uh i don't know how they like close the deal or anything but that's why i have these other partners that are really good at the stuff and i don't know how to manage the asset that well because i've never done that that's why i have this other guy so um just formed a good partnership that's still going strong today uh but yeah we got that 52 unit and then right after that we uh went on a contract on a 124 units and uh we're actually under contract on a 48 unit right now and another 20 unit so things started rolling pretty quick once we uh, once we got together. We figured out the pieces, and, yeah, that's a little bit of the story. Uh, I am going to go all the way back to the beginning to ask just a yeah. totally random question that has nothing really to do with the story, but I'm curious what years you were with 112. 112, I was there 20 – so I got there July, beginning of July 2017. And then I left uh, July so we 2020. Had overlap, which is actually really funny. So I yeah, yeah I was we were there. The, I ran time. the third reg motor pool, and I was the third reg G4 or S4 for uh, the Rimpack in 2018. And so I ran uh, Rimpack, and then I knew if you knew, uh, did you know Mass Arm Bradford? So Bradford and yeah, I Bradford. used to run back when I was a skinny shit, uh, and actually had pre. 
pre-knee surgery. Big runner. Master and Bradford and I used to run all over the island. Uh, we'd go do races. We did the – I blew out – I actually messed up my knee on the Honolulu Marathon with him. Um, but uh, he and I did like a 20-mile oh. a run around the base one morning. Uh, good dude. But, yeah, anyway, small small world. I was like, oh, 112. We were probably there about the same time. That's, that's pretty funny. So – yeah, probably probably cross paths a little bit. And actually, you would have known uh, one of my other good friends, JD uh, Roquet. He would have been in the motor pool. We got promoted to Sassarn on the same day. But... Yeah, when I, when I met you, um, Flip Hacking Live, mm -hmm. was that 2021? I knew that then. I didn't know that, uh, I didn't know what you were doing when I was at 112. But after I left 112, like that's when I figured out who you were, and I was like, "Gosh, dang it!" Like, <laughs> could have connected with this guy yeah. a lot earlier. I, I was, was I was just starting it back then, so nobody. I wasn't. I know. Wasn't big yet. I know. No one really knew what was going on. Um, I think I, I think I was one of the first views of your uh, YouTube stuff because I was. I started watching That's your funny. stuff when I was in Hawaii. Small world. Love it. And I, and I love that you ran into Adam yeah. out there because Adam's – I love Adam. He's a good dude. So what's next? So you got this team. You're, you're helping raise money and then you got managers. You got uh, SEC. I'm so glad. I'm the same, same boat as you. I don't want to do the management. I don't want to do the SEC stuff, but I don't mind talking to people and, and networking and, and – all the other good stuff, but you know, it's funny cause everybody's got the different personalities, right? There are like the guy who loves the sec paperwork probably wants nothing to do with talking to investors, you know? So, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we all have pretty good strengths. Uh, we have a partnership. That's why it works. That's why it works pretty good. Um, and it took us a year to kind of, build this because uh, we're all in the same mastermind together. We've been meeting, uh, you know, around each other quite a bit. And, uh, and, you know, we had one guy who's like, Hey, I'm a good capital raiser. It's great. Uh, another dude that's really good at finding the deals. And then another guy that's really good asset manager. And I, I do, you know, a lot of the underwriting and, and uh, capital raising as well. Uh, I'd say everybody's a capital raiser, right? You know, if you're if you're going in on a deal, everybody's a capital raiser. Um, that's that's something I kind of picked up from Marcus Long, another war room guy. And uh, yeah, he the 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 way it works really well because I mean, we all have different strengths uh, and we like to do different things. And I'm I'm kind of the guy that does a lot of behind the scenes work. Uh, I guess being a combo, they want me to be more of the tech guy, setting up websites and stuff like that, which I'm not incredible at because I'm an officer and I'm not really a, uh, you know, I don't <laughs> I don't touch things very well. My Marines won't well, my Marines don't let me real. touch anything. Tom, Tom only breaks me, uh, it doesn't actually work. <laughs> well, I was always fixing that. One of, that one issue, of my you know? one of my favorite but, stories from Afghanistan. I shouldn't say favorite, but. Uh, probably the most belligerent thing I've ever done, and I probably I probably shouldn't even say this online, 
Um, I don't know. Maybe there's a statue of limitations, but uh, no one's ever going to listen to this thing online <laughs> anyway. But there was a point in time we were running a convoy, and we're coming up a coming up a you know a route. And on the way down, on the way south, we'd taken SAF, and on the way north, we're taking SAF. And then magically, uh, a truck had just happened to come out onto this one lane road and and just burst into flame while we're taking small arms fire and uh you know my security team is like push it into a canal like turn your mind roller and just ram it and just shove it into the canal and keep moving and our lieutenant who is very young is like no just sit and wait for qrf while we're getting shot at and my security team leader is a sergeant who ended up getting meritorious staff and has been on uh, six tours you know and like super very very knowledgeable dude and he's like no screw that and uh, so they go back and forth on calm and i keep being like yeah roger we're going oscar mike and they're like no you know back and forth back and forth back and forth and all, all of a sudden my door opens to my truck and he's like i'm gonna tell you to go and then your calm is gonna go down and you're gonna know and that's what's gonna happen <laughs> and so like you know roger vic one going oscar mike and then i disconnect the handle and we do the thing and we make it back to the base and i get my butt chewed and i'm like i don't know that i never heard it nothing else came through the radio man like the calm i don't know like no idea what happened you know you know how calm it is like, <laughs> that was my out <laughs> so like it's pretty funny like whatever you know <laughs> but those things but you know at the same time like shot at this dude just ran up to my truck to make sure that i did this i'm not gonna not do it after he risked it and shot to tell me this like it's going down at this point so whatever but pretty funny um oh my gosh anyway yeah that rabbit rabbit trail but has nothing to do with buying apartments (laughs) but or building websites (laughs) calm is important is indeed. Um, so, all right, cool. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it speaks to, and you're right about multifamily being more of a team sport than a lot of these businesses, right? You don't go and buy. I don't really know anyone who syndicates solo. I don't know that there's anybody who. That would be so hard to do. For it that I know of, like I could never imagine. <laughs> you, just, you have to hate yourself. There's so much never to sleep. it. I mean, the SEC. Do, I mean, even if you were to do it solo, you'd have to have a. You know, you still have to have the attorney. You'd. I mean, you'd have to. You have to outsource everything. It'd be so expensive. Yeah, it'd be a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have those people, right? Like we have mortgage brokers, we have attorneys, we have you know, people that provide us with syndication documents and. And you know, property management team and all that, all those people that we pay to make sure that things are things are going okay and correct way and legally and you know. Um, but like, if I had to raise the funds, I had to talk to all the lawyers, talk to all the CPAs, talk to all the talk to property management companies, uh, like do all of that work, set up all the lending, set up all the like everything that needs to happen, like I would, I, I don't know if I, I couldn't get it done. There's no way. There's way too much stuff. And the, the funny part is like, I, so investors or like people who start their own businesses, right? They dive into something like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to do it. It's like, good. 
good for those people because if you knew what you didn't know right now, you wouldn't have done that. <laughs> like the knowledge gap is so big and you don't know about it. <laughs> so like, I don't know how many people would even try to start a new business if they truly understand how much they didn't know, like to begin with. Um, so that's why I think it's incredibly important to have partners, but like even more important than that, like have like a mastermind or a mentor that's like, hey, uh, you might want to do that so you don't go to jail. Yeah, that's oh, okay. That's right. Kind of like a mass sergeant or a gunny, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like hey, oh, sir, uh, you, you need to sign this or you're going to jail. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What is the stupid thing that's not CRM? Um, the stupid site count thing or whatever. I, I, I'm forgetting my Marine Corps, but the oh yeah, is like CCI counts and stuff like yeah, that. All the crap you got to do all the time. Yeah, you have to run around and all all the crypto, all that, all that radio stuff that we do deal with secret stuff. Yeah, no thanks. Anyways, Boy. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh, well. So what are you guys, um, what are the goals? What are, you, what are you working towards now? You're finding some deals, finally. I mean, I remember you guys were you guys were working at it and you had you were making offers and nothing was sticking. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, boom, 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 boom. You know, what's the, what's the goal? Are you trying to, like, how much yeah. are you trying to scale it up? What are you, what are you seeing with the market? What are you guys, what are you guys looking to do over the next couple of years? Uh, right now we're just, we're trying to just get one a quarter done. Um, which I, you know, which is plenty for me right now. Um, it's, we're, we're constantly busy. It was like, since July, we've been under contract on a building constantly. Um, so I, I mean, I could throw out like an arbitrary number, like, oh, we're chasing 500 units or, you know, for this next year be a GP on that many units. But I think if, I think we're more along the lines of like we enjoy the process yeah. more than like the end goal, right? So it's like if we can like let's do one a quarter and go just like be under contract on something. Well so we've got a guy that's constantly looking. Uh you know, we've got us that are constantly working on closing and then we've got, you know, some of us that are managing the stuff that we already have. So it's just this big, you know, cycle of things coming in. Things, nothing's really, nothing's going out right now. Um, but you know, the the lending environment is so bad right now. I don't know how it is for different people, but yeah. like it's 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 in a weird spot and a tough spot right now that it's we're hesitant we're being very conservative on what we're looking at just because you know market is going down right like average number of average price of homes has gone down across the nation and and you know people are going to rentals um because there's still not a very much inventory 
Um, and so people are, you know, getting pushed in the rentals and stuff like that. So, you know, I, we like where we're at with multifamily. We're still pursuing it, but we're being really conservative, um, you know, just with interest rates going the way they are. And dealing with lenders right now is kind of a pain in the butt. Um, they're asking for things that are like, we've never, never had to provide that before. Like even insurance companies are like, I had an insurance company tell me, yeah, you need a uh, terrorism insurance. I was like, what? Terrorism? Yeah, I've never heard Why? of that in my life. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, yeah, that was a loophole. That was weird. Greenville, North Carolina. No, like Greenville, North Carolina. Why do we need terrorism? Like, is that because Mr. <laughs> Beast lives in Greenville? And somebody's gonna somebody going after Mr. Beast? <laughs> Maybe Mr. Beast is like, the terrorist. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a I've never heard it. that's a weird one, very weird one. I don't know how to. Yeah, but there's just there's a lot of weird things going on. But uh, yeah, the. Goal wise, where we're headed, we're just we're just trying to stay consistent, you know, in a, in our process. So we're getting we're getting the numbers in. I, we you know we enjoy the the process. the The results are just kind of like they happen type of deal right now. It's like, oh, hey, look, we got a contract. Sweet, let's tackle that. You know, where's it? But it's not like oh, we have to get this. It's it's more like yeah, let's just hit our numbers and. You know, success is a byproduct of the process, which means we know the process works. So, absolutely, it's a, it's all about the numbers and all about the consistency. And I think it's smart not to set just a doors goal. I I kind of hate when people do that because it's like you almost set yourself up for failure because then you're going to be targeting. It's like, well, what if those doors aren't worth buying? You know. Who's to say that yeah. they're actually something you should buy? Um, who knows, right? So, yeah, hit or miss. Yeah. So, like, we, you know, we we were targeting stuff between like uh, thirty to fifty, maybe eighty units, something like that. You know, kind of that range where it's like, oh, this is probably like mom pop stuff that. You know, we can negotiate pretty well on and, you know, we're not getting a ton of competition from people like, uh, you know, insurance companies that are going after like these two, three hundred, you know, and they're just doing wealth preservation, right? It's like, I can't compete with that. But, um, but you know, we, we got 124 units under contract. Granted, it was two properties that were like 60 units each, you know, 60 and 64 units each. And, uh, like that, it just, that just happened because we were in the area, we're looking at the right thing and the numbers worked out, you know, and we knew the right people, uh, at that time. Um, but we've been pretty hyper-focused on that market. So, like that opportunity popped up and, you know, we were one of the first people they looked at because it's like, hey, you know, we know that we've kind of done business around you. So they came to us um, and that was that was a lot of money for us. That was like it was like ten and a half million dollar deal. So we were like, ah, man, we'd love to get this deal, but I don't know if we can raise that much capital that fast. 
So what we ended up doing there is we ended up bringing in some other capital partners. Um, and that worked out really nicely, actually. That's actually what we're, do- we're doing again on this 48 unit because we went under contract on this 48 unit, like right when we closed on the 124 unit. So, and that was on the back of the 52 unit. So, like, we're doing like these back to back to back, and we're like, man, we're going to run out of an investor pool really fast. <laughs> um, Good problem to have. So, we're, <laughs> so we're like, oh man, we're going to, we need to bring in some, you know, partners. Um, which has been, which has been good. I mean, we give up, uh, you know, a fair chunk of the deal, some of the GP, uh, and stuff like that, but it's worth it to us because we can speed up our process. We can speed up the deal. Um, and we go into the next one. And it doesn't, it's not like it dilutes the return, right? It just means that you get, you know, it'd be the equivalent of basically saying you now get, it's like you're buying a 47 unit instead of a 52 unit, but the return is still the same. It's just slightly like percentage wise it's just slightly smaller but it's yeah yeah to us to us it's more important to have like to make sure it's a good deal for our investors um and that we do a good job for them because we want them to come back and you know we want it to be a successful (laughs) investment obviously but like you know, we want that to be a successful investment, but our investors had such a successful investment with us that they keep coming back. So it's like, you know, we make sure that our, all of our goals are aligned with our investors and they understand exactly what we're trying to do. Um, and then, you know, we can, we can go through the whole, whole deal together and hopefully more deals down the road. Um, if, you know the timing works out and all that good stuff. Are but, uh, are all of yours in the North Carolina area? Nice. Yeah, right now. Are you guys, how do you guys settle on that market? Yeah, we've just been. Um, we. I don't know. We were looking at North Carolina because we liked the market. We liked uh, what North Carolina was doing. Uh, it had one of the best. You know, economies in the country had a lot of people moving in. Still does. Um, you know, the cost of living is low. And there was just a lot of good deals that we could get there. So, um, so we're looking at North Carolina as a whole. And then, you know, we we were calling. We had one partner that knew the area from uh, his wife living there previously. And so she knew Greenville and we were looking around Greenville and we hooked up with a broker, like threw us a deal and we ended up closing on, on that deal. Um, and then from there, you know, the the same sellers started sending us other stuff. So we just been focused on, on that area. Like we would like to expand, you know, but we, we have a good team in place. We have good profit management. We have good lenders or, you know, uh, brokers and stuff like that are in the area. So right now, yeah, we'll, we'll expand uh, to other markets that make sense to us and that we can, you know, put in uh, a good a good team on the ground. But right now, yeah, we, we got in there just because we kind of knew the area. We liked the area. The market was good. Uh, it hit all of our, our, you know, benchmarks. So once 
once that passed and then we got something under contract, things have just been coming back to us in, in, in that city. So that's, that's why we are there where, and, uh, we're staying there for a little while. Still looking. Yeah. That's, I like it. I mean, it's a good market. Yeah. It's a good market. We, we believe in, we believe in it, uh, down, down the road. It's going to, I think it's always going to be a good market. So, uh, somewhere we like to stay, you know. I, I like I like Utah. I think Utah is a fantastic market. I'd love to get some here, but man, it is way a different pricier. than North Carolina. <laughs> really expensive. How so. are the landlord laws in like Salt Lake area? It's it's kind of friendly. Good, cool. good landlord friendly. Or landlord friendly. Yeah, landlord friendly. That's cool. I didn't. I wouldn't have. Wouldn't have known either way. It's a uh, yeah, I, I we don't we don't even look at places that Makes are sense. tenant friendly. Um, um, yeah, I agree with you there, for sure. Uh, okay, so I'm curious if somebody is listening to the show and interested in in kind of you know get the first steps into the multifamily realm. What do you think are some good ways to like? Where where would you recommend they start? Um. Join a mastermind. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta grow skills. You have to get skills. Um, so whether that's like being good at underwriting or raising capital, or maybe you're a good asset manager. I don't know. You know, whatever it is that uh, you think that you can you can provide um, or want to provide and you think you're good at and maybe you're good at, really good at market research or something. It doesn't have to be something as broad as that either. It can be, hey, I'm a really good email marketer or or whatever else, but gain a skill like that you can provide to somebody that somebody's going to you know want to bring you in on their team. Um, so in order to do that, you need to join like a, get a mentor or join a mastermind or, or something to grow those skills get around the people that are doing this constantly. So you got to surround yourself with uh, people that are focused on, on growing those skills and they'll have those skills can pass them down to you. Um, you know, go out and go out and pay for, pay for some skills. Um, that's, that's where you would start. And then, and then once you get those skills, you can start providing value to somebody. Um, and I, I would just give it away. You know, just give away the value that of your skill uh, to the point where somebody's almost going to feel obligated to make you part of their team. <laughs> you know, like the power of giving is is real. Like just give, 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 because the universe, you know, okay. just gives it's it back reciprocity at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, reciprocity is real. Right. Although I wouldn't, I <laughs> so, wouldn't say you should go in with that as your intent, right? But no, your your intent is to give, but you know, but you also need to be understand that you need to accept yeah. the offer when it comes. Yeah. That's true, and that's not as easy as you would think. A lot of people uh, balk when they're given a big opportunity, which is uh, interesting. But it's like giving a it's like receiving a compliment, right? Not everybody's good at receiving compliments. Um, it's not, not as easy. Yeah. It's like, you can look at it from the other, 
standpoint, though, is like if you don't take what they're giving, then you're denying them a chance to give. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It all kind of works together. Very valid. And I mean, it makes, yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, and that's, I think that's good advice. I think skills for sure. I think, uh, I like the value value add role. Uh, you know, one of the episodes I did way back when with a guy named Jake Boland, he was in the air force Academy, learned how to underwrite actually was like helped build out Michael Blanc's underwriting calculator and then was underwriting deals for people for Michael Blanc within his program. And he got equity actually in two or three deals with Michael Blanc's students for underwriting their properties. And then uh, actually he, he did a bunch of stuff and then he, he built his own underwriting tool and he did this, that, and the other in the war room for a while. Uh, he, until he became, he's a either C5 or C17 pilot and he has no life. He's never home. So he didn't make sense for him to be uh, in anything because he can't be on calls ever. He's never even in the country. Um, but he, uh, he's Blake Daly's uh, <laughs> partner in their short-term rental business. I don't know if you've – have you met Blake? If not, you should. You guys – Probably briefly. Probably have. Yeah, I should, I should introduce you guys briefly. if you haven't hung out yet. He lives in Salt Lake. Um, he's, a, he's a – Oh, okay. Not a logistics officer, but like a, whatever the officers are who like buy things. For, um, Supply? Not supply, but like the supply in charge of like buying components or what. Anyway, um, some similar that world, but he, uh, they do, they do, uh, they have like little mini boutique hotels that they do short term rental stuff with. Uh, and he's, he's a good dude. They they live in Salt Lake, him and his wife. Um, anyway, him and Jake partnered up, but that's how Jake got started was built out this underwriting thing with Michael Blanc and was just doing it for free. And then people were like, Hey, if you underwrite my deals and we buy one, I'll give you, I was like 2%, 3%, 5% equity or whatever. And so he has GP stake in a couple of deals for doing nothing but the underwriting, um, which was basically just that him learning. He wanted to learn how to underwrite. And then he just kind of ran with it while he was at the air force Academy. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, if you're underwriting deals, then yeah, rightfully so. You should, you you should get some GP equity there. And he's a wizard. Um, he's, he's good. Pretty at important he's component. A, he's a numbers dude, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Good deal. Well, I love I love watching the journey. I love watching where you're going. I mean, you know, it's it came out of the woodwork, right? It was it was not too long ago that you were like, I'm going to buy some apartments, and then you know, you're. 200 units in or, or, or close to right with them, the ones under contract and, and growing and, and consistently and consistently placing offers. And um, it's been fun to watch and it's going to be fun to continue watching. Um, for anyone who's listening to the show, where, where would be the best place for people to reach out to you if they'd like to get a hold of you directly? Yeah. Um, our company's called ambitions capital. So, uh, I would just reach out to you know Jake at ambitionscapital.com, uh, or you could reach out to any one of my partners. Just uh, all at ambitionscapital.com. That's Scott, Frank, or John. We'll link to all so. that in the show notes. And then uh, anything that we didn't cover that you would like to touch on, or any last parting words of of wisdom from Jake. <laughs> um. I don't know. I mean, I just, I would just say, 
uh, biggest biggest thing for me is trying to get through the you know the valley <laughs> of despair. You know, you know we get we get to these high points and you're like, yes, things are awesome. Then you get to this you know valley of despair and it's really easy to just give up, but just keep going. I mean, the, the only way you fail, right, is um, when you quit. Like, if you don't quit, then you never fail. You just keep going and learning. So, um, for me, that's that's been the difference. Uh, there's been a lot of points where I've been like, well, I, this sucks. It, I mean, it took me over a year and a half to get my first deal. So, um, there, there was a lot, of, a lot of times where, like, man, I'm spending a lot of money for nothing. <laughs> but, you know, I just staying consistent and it sort of happened. So, um, just yeah. keep going, guys. I like it. I think that's good. I think consistency is, is huge in the thing for sure. So, huge in the thing. Jake, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Dave. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from militarymillionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show. Give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.